0: Welcome to the Adventure Mechanics. I'm Chandler. I'm Devin. And I'm Tom. And today we have, uh, I guess we'll call it a season in review kind of thing. Yeah. A little bit more informal than what we normally do. This is basically what we played over the last year, including games that we didn't actually do a podcast on. So we'll probably start with something more in tune with what we actually played over the last year for the podcast and any notable additions beyond that.
1: What games got us through the pandemic, or at least, you know, the 2020 portion of the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What
2: games got us through 2020
1: as a whole? (laughs) Yes, because, you know, distractions were needed. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Mm (laughs) Mm-hmm. So, since this is a season in review for 2020, um, technically, I don't have to bring these two up, but the if you've listened to the podcast over the last year, we started with Headliner and Headliner Nova News, the two-parter. Um, well, it's actually one part, but two games. Uh, yeah, this was kind of a surprise in terms of... I've never played a game like this before.
1: Yeah, it was surprisingly relevant and uh, has only gotten more relevant. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) It was just really well done. They they did a great job of making a a very small game very profound.
0: Mm -hmm. And I did go ahead and pick up Nova News after we recorded. I haven't played it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Heck yeah. Okay. Up next we have Beneath the Steel Sky. I don't think Tom suffered through that one.
1: I was going to say, I literally don't remember that game, so I'm really hoping I wasn't in that game because I might need to get checked for Alzheimer's or something. No, I I
0: think this was uh, just Devin and I doing the recording for it, if memory serves, right? Right. Yeah. In hindsight, this one was a lot better than I gave it credit for. Like, I really trashed it for third act syndrome, but... Like yeah. half the games we played
2: this year have had third act syndrome, so I can't really bash this one anymore. I think most games have problems with the third act, really. Like oh, Absolutely Yeah.
1: It seems like adventure games in particular in some cases. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a number of problems with third acts, but in retrospect, I think this was a much better game than before. Mm-hmm. Mostly because of the third one that we did, which was Lure of the Temptress. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> Barely remember <Yeah>. that,
1: honestly. <laughs>
0: oh, you don't remember Rat Pouch being a jerk? Because I remember Rat Pouch being a jerk.
1: Yeah. Oh my God, that's what it was. Yeah. Yep, and the not very lovable idiot. Yep, yep, yeah.
0: yeah that that was a good sophomore freshman effort from uh, the developers revolution software but mm, if it's getting a remaster it needs a little bit more. After that we have Mist, which Woo! rumor has it is an all time favorite of one of our broadcasters here.
2: <laughs> it's me. Yes, Mist. Oh my God. Yeah. Still love Mist. Except except that one puzzle, the maze puzzle in the selenitic age. It could fuck right off. <laughs> <laughs> But otherwise,
1: <laughs> my memory of it was it was exactly as confusing as I remembered from childhood. Yep,
2: I bounced <laughs> off of it, too, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Devin.
2: It's okay. I love we you love anyway. You, we don't love mist. <laughs> <laughs> That's accurate. Uh,
0: and, and a little bit of a teaser. Um, we do go over a game that has, in my opinion, a better puzzle system coming up. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, keep tuned for that one I'm not saying any more about it Because I'm going to be mysterious After that we had Rise of the Dragon Which was the Most absurd Action style Adventure game that I've ever played Still love it I still <laughs> think that the the Secretary is the true villain of the game And not the dragon But, you know, I'm going to stand believe- by that one
1: I believe that was another one that I missed.
0: Rise of the Dragon was an adventure game about being a detective and trying to stop an uprising from the drug lords.
1: Yep, definitely missed that one. That that must have been you guys, because either that or, you know, I got hit on the head right after listening to it. I'm not really sure.
2: I'm trying to think, and I think that you were there for when we recorded, but you came in cold, like you didn't know anything about it.
1: Oh, maybe I do remember very vaguely that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've kind of gone away from that format. For a while, I was the, the clueless one that hadn't played the games. And I'm glad... You know, we as a podcast have grown this year. And I think that that's one of the <laughs> things that we were doing better. That format didn't work.
0: Yeah, that was a little bit problematic. Indeed. Up next was the one that I absolutely adore for stress relief and, you know... Being a terrorist in a small English town, untitled Goose Game. <laughs> yes. What, what a cute game. I love uh, that game. And I am so sad that we did the recording of this one before the multiplayer update.
1: Yeah. Oh, there's a multiplayer update? Yeah, for that there's game a now? multiplayer now. Uh, and, and it is glorious. That's awesome.
0: It <laughs> changes the whole dynamic. I think it deserves to have another game made out of it. That's cool. After that, we had Donut County which was another just really chill game.
2: That was fun.
1: Yeah. I loved that. Yeah.
2: Dropping shit down a hole. Like, (laughs)
0: Right. That came out, like, I think we played that at like the perfect time for coming to terms with what 2020 was going to do to
1: us. Yeah. I remember that was, we played that right as the virus was kicking off. Things were getting scary. Yep. Yep. Oh, how, how naive we were then. I was (laughs) so scared. Yeah. And now I'm like, (sighs) I'm walking around a store all day in the public, and... Worrying about other
0: things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Now it just seems like life.
0: Yep. After that, we did Thomas Was Alone, the puzzle Mm. platformer about boxes.
1: Such a good game.
0: That was a kind of surprising game, at least for me. made me realize that polishing can be done without art, so good to know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's a very, very, very basic game from an artistic standpoint. And my God, is it polished? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful.
0: After that, we did The Dig, which is a pretty good game.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That one shows that you can't
2: polish everything. (laughs) What a strange game that is. And I love it, but man, it... uh... (laughs) It's an odd duck. It's it so, it's just really, I don't know, it, you could argue that the history of that game coming to be is more interesting than the game itself, but I think both, both is interesting. I don't know. I remember yeah. really good music out of it. Too. Oh my god, the music is amazing. Oh, yeah. so good.
1: I remember being bored by the game and then absolutely captivated by Devin's explanation of the history. So That seems to I be would... a
0: common theme, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, after that, I introduced you guys to Carrion. One of the big surprises of this year for me, anyway, where you play a reverse horror platforming Metroidvania game where you're the monster. That Very one, cool. Yeah, still love that one. I played through it again after we did the podcast of it. So, yeah, very high on my list, even now. Mm -hmm. And if you're interested in it, AGDQ 2021 does a very awesome speedrun of Carrion, and they only lightly touch on the story there. But it's very fun. It's a fun speedrun. And then the... uh, main part that we have of our first season is subnautica not a one <laughs> not a two but a three-parter
2: Woo! i think we can
0: safely say that we really enjoyed this game and really it was,
2: wanted to there talk was a about a lot it. to talk about
1: oh my god yeah genuinely one of my favorite games agreed ever.
2: yeah same
0: on that note we might want to try satisfactory it gives off a vaguely familiar vibe as subnautica hmm. not the same interesting but vaguely familiar i just started playing that and i think you two would enjoy that but i'm if we, if we do a podcast of it yeah i'm gonna cut myself off now just in case <laughs> then we also did the dagger of almond raw oh, one of yes <laughs> oh right that was I, I
1: loved this but i loved it only because playing it all together was hilarious the game was bad
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna do do the well actually on it because it was actually a pretty fun adventure game for the time
2: i think like any adventure game there's going to be some missteps and some like baffling why why is this a thing? But I do think that what made that one so enjoyable is because we did all three of us make an effort to play through it all together. Like uh, Chandler was playing and streaming it into our discord server. And Tom and I watched and commentated and, and we kind of discussed it as we went, which was uh, a really good time.
1: Yeah. We had a great time. That was fun.
2: That was a lot of fun.
0: I enjoyed it. And I actually enjoyed the story of it a lot more because Apparently, I'm allergic to reading or any story in video games. I don't know if you guys know this one, but yeah, I don't know why. But playing with you guys made me get through the story. (laughs) 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 And to finish out the year, we also did Majesty, which is one of my absolute favorite real-time strategy games because it doesn't follow the mold.
2: Oh, it's so good.
0: It's so good. And George LeDoux is a goddamn treasure.
2: Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: I truly missed out on that one since I I wasn't playing it myself. And watching you guys play it via live stream with no cursor was (laughs) probably one of the most confusing things I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Things are happening. I don't know what... (laughs) I don't know why things are happening, but they're happening.
2: Yeah, for, for anyone wondering why why that was a thing, for some reason when uh, Chandler was streaming it over Discord, it didn't capture the cursor, so <laughs> things were just happening magically. And because I'd played before, I knew what was happening and didn't notice that there wasn't a cursor. But then, like halfway through, like you know, the couple hours that we played, Tom was like, "Can you explain to me what you're doing? Because I can't, I can't even tell." And, <laughs> and Chandler starts, you know, gesturing with the mouse cursor like you do when you're explaining. To someone what you're doing, and Tom's like, I don't understand. Where are you pointing? What am I supposed to be looking at? And then we realized that it wasn't capturing the mouse cursor. That was which, so of bad. course, it just looks like things are happening by magic.
1: I've never been so confused. I was like, God, I'm going to have to talk about this later? I don't even know what I'm looking at. You don't know how important a cursor is for context until it's not there in an RTS. Specifically an RTS. Any other game you can probably follow along? Oh man, do you need a cursor for an RTS? <laughs> yep.
3: Yeah, that was yeah. bad. That was really bad.
1: Yeah, My impression of that game is very confusing. That's, that's all I know. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's understandable. You need, to, you need the cursor. It's kind of paramount in that game. But um, yeah, so those are the games that we did for our plus or minus th- three months, first year of podcasting.
2: Woo! Clap, clap, Yay! clap, applause. Huzzah. Huzzah. Yeah. We did a
0: g- whole grab bag and I don't think that's going to change in terms no. of yeah. genres <laughs> and types of games. I don't think that's going to change. So if you're into that, awesome Keep listening.
1: <laughs> we, we do a, a fair few of adventure games, but we do step outside of that quite a bit. So yeah.
0: One other thing that I'm just going to mention quickly here is I also started doing the side quests where I'm doing game design and using it as an accountability thing to make sure that I actually produce something. So yeah, that was kind of interesting. Yay. Kind of fell off the tracks around Christmas Partially out of research
2: for the podcast itself, too, though, so it was that. Well, and it's the holidays, you know, everything falls apart in November, December, no matter what you do.
1: And let's be very clear, it was the holidays in 2020, which means...
2: Yeah. <laughs> Which just says a little bit more than it generally would in any other year. Yeah. yeah. They're stressful
1: yeah. all by themselves, but when you combine all the things that have happened this year, it's a whole new mm. world of stress. So, yeah, I don't think yeah. anyone's going to hold you accountable for that. Right? A
0: whole new world. However, <laughs> that stress. Disney one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I could find a Disney reenactment of that one with a whole new world of stress, but <laughs> I'm not going to look that up right now. But yeah, so that is that is our first year of podcasting. What games have you guys been playing outside the podcast that, or that you've gone back to it, that we played before this year to keep you sane or you just really got sucked into? Devin, Does you actually me? did your homework. so
1: I, think, I, I, I was I going to
2: say, is this where I, I, I start now? Is this, uh, is this, the responsible is this, is it one it needs time? to go. Yeah, I yeah, think, it's, it, time. I think oh, it's time. Oh, okay. It's your time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yes, uh, for any listeners who might be interested, I actually did make a, out a list with some bullet points. Oh, if you <laughs> give me that list,
0: I will put it in the show notes.
2: Oh well, I I don't know if it's good enough for that, but <laughs> do it, do it. We need show notes. <laughs> okay. Uh, so for for how I did my list, I I, I kind of have it split into two sections, and the first section are games that I played liked and finished and or spend a lot of time in and liked and finished because a couple of them we actually did talk about or will be talking about in a you know podcast that hasn't been posted yet so and for some reason i just noticed that my games i played list is is in alphabetical order weird uh <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome I've just, I just noticed this and I'm like, wait a minute. Why would I do, did I just, did, I don't think I went in that with a plan. Anyway, so for my 2020 games, I played, liked, finished, spent a lot of time in. I played Obzu by oh. Giant Squid. It is a little puzzle game um, about a creature machine robot person who goes on a little journey under the sea and it's really quite beautiful and sweet. Of course, it has to do with the ocean. So of course, I'm I'm there. Hmm. And you, there are these places in the game where you can sit down and just watch the fish. And like they they actually have names of the fish. And then later on, they're prehistoric um, underwater critters. And it's it's really great. And it's very short. And I quite loved it. Uh, so that was like very early in the year. And I uh, like before. <laughs> <laughs> the pandemic thing became a real thing, and uh. Uh, but it was. It, it feels like, yeah, it feels like you know that was. I played that in a different time, um, but it it was quite sweet.
1: <laughs> about a decade ago,
2: yeah, about like you know a hundred years ago. Uh, I also played <laughs> Beyond Blue by Eline Media, which is uh, also an ocean game. It's very much got an environmental message. Uh, you play as a woman who is a uh, marine biologist, a cetologist, studying specifically sperm whales. Um, And the whole conceit is it's sort of this futuristic version of earth where um, you can live happily in a submersible and they live stream the dives. And so there are a couple NPCs that uh, your player character, she goes out into the ocean and they're actually live streaming what she's seeing um, and and doing it to be educational. Hmm. Um, And it tells the story as she's uh, trying to figure out what's going on with this uh, pod of sperm whales. And it was beautiful I enjoyed it a lot. It's again, an ocean game, so I'm there, <laughs> but they did a really great job with it for being, you know, an indie studio with what they were trying to accomplish there, and uh, I, I thought it was really great. Did a lot. I also spent a lot of time in Majesty, the Fantasy Kingdom sim, um, <laughs> by Cyberlore. Lore. Uh, this was actually before we were even going to talk about it for the podcast, and then I was like, oh wait, we're going to talk about it for the podcast? Cool. I More sunk excuse. a lot of, yeah. <laughs> I sunk a lot of time into it because it is one of my favorite games, and it was like really a comfort play where, yeah. you, like you know, I could open up a game and then just do something wild and try some weird builds like healers only. Healers only doesn't work. Just, <laughs> just <laughs> saying, it's it's really difficult, you know. And just I I spent a lot of time doing that. It's one of my favorite games ever. Oh, highly recommend. Here. Please play. Same. (laughs) I love that game. It's so good. So many stories come out of it, you know, as you're playing. I also, interestingly, so a good friend of mine who lives in Maine, she said to me that one of her favorite games ever was an adventure game called Shivers. And she said, if you've never played this, we should play this together. And I said, okay. And so I spent a lot of time playing that and the sequel. Um, And we will be talking about this. It hasn't, gone up yet but uh it, we do talk about this for the podcast because as soon as i was done playing this game i was like guys we should talk about this on the podcast
1: honestly this is how most of our decisions for what we are going to review are is <laughs> so one of us plays it and then goes oh, what the heck or <laughs> we've got to talk about this so or yeah. we should talk about yeah. this
2: this was so great uh yep. so i won't spoil too much about that but it is in you know from the mid-90s a uh, horror I'm putting this in quotes. You yeah, I was going to say that. I'd put oh. that in quotes. <laughs> Horror point and click game, it's a puzzle game. I loved it. Mm-hmm. The second one was good, but I had more problems with it, but I did spend a lot of time with this and it was a fun way to like hang out with one of my friends that, you know, we were playing this game together since, you know, pandemic and she lives far away anyway and uh, you know, so it it was great. So that was a really big surprise cuz I went in thinking that it would be like Kind of like how you guys thought of missed. <laughs> 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 to be honest, I went in knowing very little about it. She was just like, oh, it's, you know, this museum and it's haunted. And, this whole, and I'm like, okay. And then I played it and I'm like, all of my, I was feeling reservations for no reason. This is wonderful. But yeah, stay tuned for the podcast about shivers to go up at some point. Yes. Yes. It'll happen. Another game that I played finished and quite loved was Stars Die by Eric Juvie. Oh, God, um, I
0: love this game.
2: <laughs> I, I hope, Eric, I'm pronouncing your last name correctly. I played this. It was in the social justice bundle on itch.io from earlier in the year. And uh, I was just digging through it on a whim, looking for something to play that was kind of short and contained because, you know, the 2020 was the year of I can't focus on a single God darn thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I found this, and it looked like Cosmic Horror, which is one of my jams, and I played it, and it was Cosmic Horror, and it was so far my jam that, again, I went to my co-host here and was like, guys, we should talk about this game, check it out. <laughs> actually, I think I was like, you should play this, this is really cool, and then Chandler was like, actually, should we talk about this, because this is awesome.
0: Yeah, Aww. no, it was yep. it was such a good first impression, like. The PS1 style graphics of it are so yeah. in tune with it, but yeah, they're... we will be talking about this yeah.
2: though. So I don't want to spend too much time on it. Um, but just to say it was amazing. It was a huge surprise and I loved it and I'm really excited. We'll be talking about it. Um, yes. but if you have, if any of you listeners, nebulous listeners out there have got the uh, social justice bundle from itch, it's in there, go ahead and play it. It's really short. Like, I think it's like an hour long to run through, about. Play it, and if you don't have it, but you can find it on Steam, you can find it on Itch, if it looks like it's up your alley, 100%, you should play it. Yeah. I think it's really, really
1: reasonably priced if you buy it by it's, itself. So,
2: It's a $5 yeah. game. It's And it's it's got a lot in it, and especially if you like to think about things and, like, I don't know. It, it's just really good, okay? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, it, it's so a that lot was, uh, more
0: cerebral and I loved it for that
2: yeah, it it does a lot of really interesting things, and I loved it, and I was really glad I just impulse played this weird-ass looking game in the bundle. And then the last game that I played through, finished, spent a lot of time in was Subnautica which we yes. did talk about it's another comfort game for me like it was just like oh yeah i should play this again since we're talking about it and i just ended up putting in another like 80 hours or something not quite that many <laughs> but you know a lot more hours into it and just uh oh, it's so good just love that
1: yep one of my favorite games
2: of all time subnautica by unknown world entertainment yeah sorry when, go ahead
0: when the uh, sequel hits full release we'll definitely be doing a podcast about that one as well
2: oh yes i think yes. it's close they did the update with all of the story updates and the voiceover and stuff so i think it's getting close Yeah, well when it's done um, we'll jam okay. on it and then we'll talk about it <gasps>
3: yeah
1: absolutely yeah. i am all the way down for that
2: 100 and so then this brings me to the second half of my list which i called honorable mention which were games that i started last year in 2020 but didn't finish for some reason or i put you know, a lot of time into, but didn't finish. So on this list, Deus Ex Mankind Divided, I did not finish. I I abandoned it. (laughs) Not for want of trying. It just wasn't grabbing me, and I'm very disappointed about this. So I put it on the honorable mention because of how disappointed I am that it wasn't grabbing me, because I played Human Revolution and really liked it, and I had seen a playthrough of Mankind Divided, and rather liked it, but then I tried playing it myself and just was
0: bored. Yeah, we should do a Deus Ex, whatever, Septilogy or whatever they're actually
2: up to. Yeah, there's, a, there's not that many, but yes. Because <laughs> I, um, I got some thoughts on, like, all the games, but yeah. But yeah, uh, so I, I, I didn't actually finish it, but I just want to complain because... I love the soundtrack in this game. It's good. A human revolution soundtrack is also very good. I like Adam Jensen. I like the story, even when there are missteps, but there's just so, there were just so many weird things that mankind divided was doing. And I think, you know, if we talk about it in a full podcast, I'll rant about it there. And I think some of that had to do with the fact that there was a lot of executive fingers in the pie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, I was, I wanted to play some cyberpunky type nonsense and, Darn it! I didn't get to.
0: You got closer to Akira with executive fiddling. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. So there was that disappointment. I also played quite a lot of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Ooh. which I played twenty nineteen. I don't know. I played. You know, I've played it through once before, so I started a new play, a, a new game plus playthrough that I've been trying to one hundred percent. So I've been spending a lot of time in that game, and I love it. I mean, it's Star Wars. I love Star Wars. The story is really, really great. No spoilers. It's it's an amazing story. I think they did a great job with it. And then they like took like the sort of souls and like, you know, dark souls and Sekiro type mechanics and made it work. And you feel like you are a Jedi winging a lightsaber around. And it's a lot of fun. And it's just fun to like run around and explore things, and so I I sunk a lot of time into that, but didn't finish my new game plus run, uh, so I (laughs) didn't consider it a finished game, even though I had played it before.
0: Yeah, uh, just a quick question on that one.
2: Yeah. Did you play Jedi Outcast? What Dark Forces do? I have not. I have not played. No, I haven't played that, but I've I've heard that people who like that game really like the mechanics in Fallen Order because. You know, it very similar. Like, oh, you actually feel like you're a cool Jedi with force powers and, and woo 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 lightsaber. sounds. Yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite games of all
0: time. Was Jedi oh, Outcast. And I didn't know that. Well, I don't talk about it a whole lot because you know, I, I'm sure I subjected Tom and a couple other my buddies to multiplayer of that game for far too long <laughs> uh, because it is glorious, and I think. If you're going to be evil, all you need is push. Lightning is bullshit. You just need push. Yeah.
2: All you need is push. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. Well, yeah. that that's cool. exciting.
0: I'll have to look into that one then.
2: Yeah. I highly recommend it. It's really a lot of fun and there's a lot of exploration and it's a beautiful game. Uh, a lot of like that souls like level design where like you can go up somewhere in the level and you can look back at where you were, which is really awesome. Um, it's just really great good characters. It's good. It's just a really good game and if you like Star Wars, it's Star Wars. So, you know, I I played that. I also started but didn't finish Alan Wake by Remedy Entertainment. Wow. Oh. I was really enjoying it, so I I do plan to actually finish that. But that's good. Game about a writer and then things <laughs> go all kinds of like eldritch nonsense so in hit, an interesting kind of way. Hitting a few notes for you there. <laughs> uh-huh. yes. Uh huh. Yes. It's like you know, it starts out it's very Twin Peaksy, you know, and Stephen King. I mean, the Stephen King references start early, but uh, you you definitely end up with this sort of like, ooh, you know, kind of Eldritch Horror thing. And the reason I started playing that was because I started to play Control by Remedy Entertainment, and holy shit, hitting all of those, you know, ticking all those boxes that I love with like you know, weird nonsense maybe eldritch horror stuff, interdimensional weird. It's very cool. I love it a lot, Um, but I didn't finish it. Alas. Um, uh, So unfortunately didn't finish it yet, but I, I, it's good. It's good stuff. And then my last honorable mention on the very last day of 2020, I played the Elder Scrolls three Morrowind.
1: Oh, that's a classic. That's a classic.
2: (laughs) And Morrowind, it's it's probably come up before in the podcast. I don't know. But I know everybody here knows, aside from the listeners, but the listeners are now going to know. Uh, Morrowind is my favorite game of all time. And And so I had to close out. We'll be doing a podcast of it, whether we like it or not. Oh yeah, we're doing yeah, we're doing a podcast on this.
1: I'm kinda surprised we haven't.
2: Uh well well there's there's a good reason for that because this year it turns twenty. Oh
1: wow. so yep, okay. Now I know why.
0: Here's is here's hot off the presses. We're gonna be doing it this year, apparently. Yeah. Yep, apparently. We just I learned. have
2: to I have spoken. Um <laughs> so, <laughs> so, of course, even though it was on the very last day of 2020, it was a nice way to close it out. It has to go on the honorable mentions list because it is amazing. And that is my list of games I played this year. That's awesome. Wow. This past year, rather.
1: That That is a way bigger list than mine. I feel a little impotent.
2: <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> well to be fair, these are probably aside from a couple of the others we, we mentioned for the podcast, like these are basically the only play- games I played all year because it was very difficult to play games because mental health is not a joke. Mm, yeah. indeed. you know, take take your mental health seriously, it's, please yeah. take it seriously. Don't be like me and treat it lightly. Uh, <laughs> that's a mistake. Please please please.
1: Listen to what she says and not what she does. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, I could I could use that advice myself.
2: Yeah, we're all in this together. Yep. Indeed. And we we can all help each other get out of it together. Absolutely. Yep. Or through it. I mean, it's a d- yeah. journey, <laughs> no not a destination. It. It's a journey, not a destination. Journey before destination, y'all. So, But we can all help each other on the way.
1: Absolutely. Well. Who's up? <laughs> Do you want to go after that, Tom?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was oh, like, no. man, what a thing to follow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go next. You told me to go first. <laughs> you know, y'all sitting there like, oh, she actually took notes. Maybe, you know. It's <laughs> hey, yeah.
1: you know, just the fact that you are... Well, I'm not even going to say that Chandler's lazy. He, he does all our editing. I'm a lazy bum. So, uh, yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: I'll have you know that my high school s- the tennis team, if you can call two people playing together a team, was called the Lazy Bums. And I shit you not. That was, uh, yeah. Editing, oh boy. apparently I'm more motivated to do than tennis. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, yeah, I kind of broke mine. The games I played into to, like, three different categories, which was comfort food, surprises, games that, like, I played that were really surprising and I either talked about or wanted to talk about, and disappointments, which are ones that I probably want to talk about, but for wholly different reasons. Mm. On the first of the comfort food list is Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and Mario Kart 8. They're both oh hell yeah! They're both great games on the Switch, and I've been playing my Switch a shocking amount this year. So they go on that list. Heck yeah! I don't think yeah, I don't think I have to say much more about those two. One that quickly became comfort food, despite being released this year, was Splunky Two, a uh, platforming roguelike released by uh, Derek Yu. It's just so good. Like, even though I spend 90% of my time in the Dwellings, it's so good. Just love it.
1: I can confirm that most of the time when I log in to play games, I can see you playing Spelunky.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Specifically the second one. Like, I tried playing Spelunky HD after Spelunky 2 came out, and it just... It's still Spelunky HD, but it feels old. Yeah. Like... Can't, don't know why because it's the same core game. It's just not the same level of polish.
1: Sure, but makes sense. Hmm.
0: Yeah, really weird. On my comfort food list is Majesty too. Like Hell it's yeah. just my favorite game in the RTS genre, hands down. And then I ended up playing a lot of BattleTech, the turn-based strategy game from harebrained Schemes. Hmm. It's just so good big stompy robots i don't need to say more than that yeah these next two i ended up playing with my buddies a lot online to get that social aspect in which is no man's sky the fiasco of what 2016 or something
3: it's turned
0: out to be a pretty good procedurally generated sci-fi exploration game The one other one that I played a bunch of is Seven Days to Die, which is a zombie survival crafting game. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I can't play this one by myself because it ends up getting into my head. But when you play it multiplayer, it's just a kick in the pants. So much fun. (laughs) And then the one that I played hands down the most out of all the games I played this year, Project Zomboid. This is uh, (laughs) isometric survival game where the story is this is how you died the game is explicitly setting you up for how are you going to die in the apocalypse and understandably going to another apocalypse to avoid the one we're in kind of felt better
3: (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) especially where the uh pandemic that's taking place is something you can punch
0: yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah not upset about that, yeah, and I'm being a little bit hyperbolic about the apocalypse there, obviously, but still, yeah, feels like it hmm <laughs> and then the next ones on my list are the surprises on the top of this list is one that I will absolutely want to do a podcast on because it is so good, and the lore is so interesting in it, it's HeartSpace. Shipbreaker, which is a game about tearing apart ships.
1: Yes, and yeah. this guy got me hooked on this too, so I will be mentioning it as well. <laughs> yeah, like
0: I played a lot of it, but I know play- Tom played a lot more of it than I did. So that was a huge <laughs> surprise on my, my end because it's a really good game and we'll talk about it in the future, but mm, so good. After that was Carrion, which we already talked about um on the mm-hmm. podcast but i went back and played it again and it's a pretty solid metroidvania i i'm not usually in the genre of metroidvanias because i just bounce off of them but this one really got its hooks into me and that's actually kind of horrifying to say knowing the game <laughs> after that i've ended up playing a A lot of a game called Littlewood, which is a town-building game, a top-down Harvest Moon sort of game, almost. Really sweet game. I want to talk about it further because it's just so good, and I think there's a number of casual games in the Harvest Moon sort of genre that we could talk about and how they implement it differently. But this one was just... It just hit that almost comfort food, but it was more of a surprise because I didn't really expect it to be that good sort of thing. And after that, I did Untitled Goose Game, which was, again, a huge surprise for me. Even though I've been aware of the game for a while, when it finally came out, it was just so good I had to play it. And if you want to hear more of that, go listen to the podcast. It's great. Again, Stars Die is on my list as well. That was a huge surprise for me because I've never really been interested in the walking simulator genre. But that one does it really, really well. So we'll talk about that one definitely in the future. And then the last one on my surprises list is Rise of the Dragon. (laughs) This one was a surprise for me. Like, I hate, love that game because it has so much weird shit in it for an <laughs> adventure game. Like, just going out into the, out of your apartment without your clothes on and just getting busted by the cops and that's a death state in this game. It's so funny.
3: <laughs>
0: that one, still a surprise to me. I I love that game for a, a whole whole list of reasons, but... That was the last surprise that I really had for this year. And I am going to do the two disappointments really quick, because one of them I'm going to subject my uh, co-podcasters to, because they need to experience it as well. And it was oh, no. free on Epic Game Store for a while. Elite Dangerous. Oh, huge yeah. Huge disappointment to me.
2: Oh, um, you did you did mention Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mentioned that. <laughs> that's
1: been on my wish list on Steam for forever, to the point where at some point I apparently bought it, didn't know I bought it, and Chandler was like, you have to play this game, it's so bad, and, and I, we'll play it together, and I was like, oh, well, I'll have to go pick it up, and I couldn't, or one of you tried to buy it for me, and then you're like... Uh, it was me, because, yeah. because
2: Chandler and I, Chandler and I picked it up free on epic game store but that had passed like the day before the day before right. and we were like well we really want you and the, the steam sale was going on you know steam sale and i was like oh i'll pick it up for you no problem let me get it and i put it in the cart and it's and it wouldn't let me give it to him and i went and i was like well why will not it let me gift it to him and it said well he already owns it and i was like what? Which I had That's completely
1: a... forgotten. So apparently there was a Steam sale at some point and I went, well, this has been on my wish list and I picked it up and never even touched it and forgot I did it. Yeah. Yep.
2: yep. <laughs> I mean, when you have a backlog of, I don't know, an embarrassing amount of games like, oh, yeah. it happens. Indeed. It happens. So happens I will
1: lot. be playing that with, with you, Chandler, soon. We'll, I'm, I'm excited to, to talk about it's, that one.
0: It was just a huge disappointment for me. Like, I played two hours of the game getting through like all the tutorials when them having tutorials in a sci-fi sim is a thumbs up from my side but it it feels like a graphic designer made the game and not an actual game developer it's like the super super cliff notes of it but i'll just say it was a big disappointment for me and the other one is a disappointment for me in like a different way because it's actually a good game but it's monetized so fucking poorly that's uh starlink the search for whatever like i don't know the um anything past <laughs> you don't starlink, even know the name
2: but, <laughs> you, well, did, you like you're so disappointed in it but you don't know the name well i'm not gonna remember
0: what's after the colon like the game's not the game doesn't deserve to have anything after the colon like, <laughs>
2: battle for atlas yeah
0: battle for atlas thank you
2: you're welcome
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's a really disappointing game because it's actually kind of fun to play multiplayer but they monetized it so if you wanted more than just the base ship and the base three weapons you have to buy like another three hundred dollars worth of whoa digital shit
1: uh that's not cheap
0: yeah right like it's a good game, absolutely fucking marred by its monetization, Yikes. and that's why it's hitting my disappointment list instead of the surprises list.
2: <laughs> Fair. You say on Steam, it looks like the top, like a handful of the top reviews are all about monetization.
0: Yeah. Ouch. Yike. Yeah, it's a huge pity because it's actually a really fun game. Hmm. That's why it's a disappointment to me.
2: Boo.
3: Fair.
0: It's a sci-fi shooter game which has some really fun mechanics but it unfortunately fails with the monetization because ubisoft
1: oh yep that makes sense now need i say
0: more yeah no not really <laughs> <laughs> they kill everything beautiful with mm-hmm. the need to make money
1: mm-hmm. it's the root of all evil
0: uh, apparently yeah so those were the games that i played this year ranked in Comfort food, surprises, and disappointments.
1: Well, I suppose I should say what I had. Most of mine, I'd call my the games I've been playing mostly this year social comfort food. I am often a, usually I would say even, a, a gamer who enjoys to kind of like, like getting away and playing something single player on my own. 2020 has completely shaken that up for me, and it has become my primary social outlet. So mm-hmm. I started the year... Playing a game called Crossout, which one of my coworkers got me into, kind of got dragged into playing it. Had some fun with it. It's probably one you've all seen if you watch YouTube videos. You've probably seen people advertising for it on YouTube. It's a, <laughs> uh, it's one of those free-to-play games, but you know, you can spend money and but but monetize get more stuff. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Hopefully it's monetized
1: better than fucking Starlink. Oh my god, yes, absolutely. It has become on on Steam. It is my second most played game at this point. Which oh, holy the, shit! <laughs> wow. Yeah, the pandemic created that to a, a large extent. I have two hundred and fifty one hours into it, and I only I think I've only got like fifty bucks into it. So I've got to say, like as far as the hours to money spent ratio. It's a good one. It's the You don't have to spend money to be good at it. You can spend zero dollars and have more or less the same experience, just a little slower. It's just very fun, like casual fun. You can get together with some friends and, and play it. It's What it is is you create, you're designing a little like apocalyptic car. Think Mad Max. It's kind of like Mad Max and uh, what is that game? Uh, Twisted Metal? It's like those combined. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm. um, you build little war machines, and then you go off and blow each other up. And um, it's dumb fun. I enjoyed the hell out of it, and it allowed me to stay in touch with a lot of my friends. Because it's free, so we all got it. And then... Uh, that, that's, so
0: had... a, that's a pretty low barrier to entry.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And especially considering a lot of my friends, including myself, were furloughed this year, free was important. hmm <laughs> So... hmm and then the other game that I played, like, monstrous amounts. This has become my most played game of all time, which actually is more than I've played on any game I own on Steam, is Forza, or Forza Horizon 4. You might have noticed there's a theme. I am a hardcore car guy, big time. That's, like, my life.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, Force is more of a lifestyle thing than an actual <laughs> game.
1: Yeah, I would agree. It's... <laughs> I live, breathe, eat, and sleep cars, and uh, I've got another friend of mine who is equally addicted to the car addiction, and he and I, I I looked it up on Microsoft, Uh, he and I, mostly this year, I think we started maybe playing it a little bit in 2019, but I would say the vast majority of hours that we have in that game are from this year, we amassed 380 hours of gameplay in (laughs) Force horizon 4 so that's that's so much (laughs) normally i wouldn't have played any game that much uh but again furloughed lots of spare time so yep
0: yep lots of spare time with that
1: and for anyone who somehow isn't familiar with it it's it's a racing game but it's an open world racing game where you can kind of explore in this case britain each one has a different location and do rally racing and and road racing and street racing and you have, you can modify your cars and create liveries and tune them and it's very it's, it's it can be either incredibly casual, it, it has like a super easy mechanic to get into it or if you for instance play it for 380 hours, it can get <laughs> downright nerdy and you can turn off all the, the things that hold your hand and uh, it, it's not quite a simulator but it's bordering on it and it's like an arcadey simulator, so it's pretty, pretty fun. Yeah, monstrous amounts of hours into that game. Um, then I have a couple of the games that I did a little bit on, like Chandler. He got me addicted to Hardspace Shipbreaker. That was a Such really a good game. Oh, so much fun. Um, I'm not sure if he explained what it was, but it it you're this like corporate lackey disassembling ships for a co- uh, a company. And uh, you have to do it in the right way, in the right order, and very carefully, or else things go boom. Um, and you also have a limited amount of time, so it's like resource management and disassembly and stuff, and it, it's like, it's relaxing up until the point it isn't. It's one of those games that you can just kind of zone out and relax and play it and just have a nice time and de-stress, and then all of a sudden you'll screw up and you'll cut a coolant pipe for a reactor and things will start overloading, and it goes from being nice and relaxing to being like... On the me your seat like swearing <laughs> <It's> <laughs> running great. around frantically it is a lot of fun i like,
0: look forward to talking to, about that game when it finally hits full release
1: oh yeah it's so good i can't i can't wait for it to be full release and just see the direction it ends up going because it's a really cool game and it's it's a concept i have never seen before and then I guess some other games, some kind of honorable mentions. I haven't spent nearly as much time playing, but definitely did play this year. Again, it's a car game. BeamNG.Drive. That's kind of a weird game. It's also a unique one. It's a racing game, but not... The cars are realistically destructible, like with the most advanced deformation engine, as far as I know, to have ever existed. So it's less about racing and more about just tearing crap up. Ah. It's a really fun game if you want to just blast down a rally road and just see how long you can survive until the car falls apart. (laughs) But it's also kind of one of those games I like to play that's just sort of chill. There's not really any investment in it. You can just kind of play and have fun and zone out and pass some time. Let's see uh i guess i'll mention because i did do a fair amount with this one this year is the sims 4 it's a classic i hate ea but i've been a fan of the sims ever since the original one that was actually one of the first computer games i ever like really intensely played and yeah. it, my love for the sims series has never died
0: but that was the game that ousted mist off of its best-selling game of all time
1: Yep. yep yep it's You know, I get teased for liking the Sims, but I mean, who doesn't just love torturing a little computer person (laughs) from time to time?
2: I mean Who doesn't love playing God for little computer people? Yeah. Like Sometimes (laughs) I play it
1: seriously, but most of the time it's I experiment and I like to see Yeah. Chandler, you and I over the years have played a lot of the Sims. We used we used to jam out to the Sims too. I don't know how many hundreds of hours we probably had into that game, but um, Far too many. Far <laughs> too many. It's fun to create little challenges, you know how yeah. how how long can your guy survive on a four or four by four square <laughs> of a house?
0: <laughs> that was a hard fucking challenge, let me tell you. Uh-huh. At... <laughs> Just saying.
1: <laughs> yep. Oh man, we you and I have so many hours into playing that game, and it has become totally like a nostalgia game for me i i adore the sims because it just i don't know it'll always have a special place in my heart probably because of the like hundreds of hours that you and i played doing challenges and silly things
0: (laughs) i'm pretty sure we broke a thousand hours playing sims 2
1: it would not surprise me because we did a lot and then uh i think the last game maybe which is barely even mentionable but it's another one of those games that helped me kind of get through the pandemic and has been surprisingly nice for keeping in touch with friends and stuff filthy casual the jackbox party pack two specifically
0: (laughs) hey you played a good amount of time in it so yeah
1: yeah yeah that's been a lot of fun because we do video chats with friends and stuff and uh it's a safe way to spend some time with them and also have a, a hoot yeah, my game list this year is bizarre. I've got to say, this is a weird year for me. I've got more AAA titles than I normally do. I, I tend to play, like, a lot of what I would call bigger indie games. Like, Chandler, you like to play a lot of, like, the little microscopic indie games that, that like, nobody knows about. I'm kind of in the middle.
0: Yeah, you like playing triple-I. Is
1: that it's, what they're considered?
0: Yeah, they it's uh, independent, but they have a budget.
1: yeah yeah stuff like hard space yep. shipbreaker and actually i think subnautica falls into that category yep um yep yeah stuff like that is usually what i spend the most time playing but this year i've got some triple a's which is kind of weird for me so yeah i feel
0: like 2021 is going to be like that for me like yeah
1: i am
0: absolutely allergic to triple a's typically but yeah looking at the uh games that we're going to be talking about There's a number of them.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yep. I mean, as people who are are not just enthusiastic as gamers, but also, like, enthusiastic about the development of games, like, I may not be a developer, but I have purchased many, many, many games and never played them exclusively because I was like, wow, that is a cool concept. I appreciate the art that went into this game, and even if I'm not going to play it, I want to support the artist because I think what they did is cool, and I want more. I generally avoid AAA games because most of them, frankly, are just kind of, you know, Call of Duty. <laughs> you know, it's Formulaic. like, yeah, here's the game we've made. This is the, you know, whatever 12. It's exactly the same game, except this time more microtransactions. Yeah, I mean, and it's not that all of them are bad. Like the Forza series, I've been a Forza fan ever since, I think, Forza 2. And um, that is totally regurgitated. But it's also a racing game. There's not really anything you can do to a racing game that isn't just more racing. <laughs> so uh, it's kind of excusable.
0: <laughs> well, actually, have you heard of the universe, uh, unicycle jousting game? <laughs> Hopefully the sarcasm came across on that one.
1: Yes, it's exactly. Like... Like, I don't mind AAAs when they're regurgitated like that. Like, all the Forza games, all they do is they just get a little bit prettier, and they add more cars, and they add a couple features, but more or less it's the same game it's been for a decade. Totally fine for stuff like that, but there's just a lot of games out there that are AAA that I just feel like... Like the Call of Duty series. We used to love that game, and they've just sort of... I don't know. They're just... They hold no allure for me. And, boy, this year I've been playing a lot of them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I right. don't know what happened. So, um, but anyhow, yeah, that's that's what I, I spent most of my time playing multiplayer games, which again, this year has been a total one-off for me as a result of the pandemic. That that changed everything. So, yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Well, cool. So those are the games that have really gotten us through 2020 and games that we were really interested in talking about any closing thoughts
1: yeah i have i have one i would say you know i've always been a gamer but not a particularly hardcore gamer i don't spend a lot of time playing games on a usual basis i'm usually pretty busy but i've got to say the importance of games this year has changed for me i um i can genuinely say that playing games with friends without has been more important this year than ever for me because it's kind of kept me sane like you said it's it's what's kept my mind off of all the stress and it's what has allowed me to maintain a lot of my friendships um and relationships that i have with people including family so i am very grateful that i am a gamer this year
0: (laughs) yeah i agree with that one how about you Devin?
2: um I don't know that I have much to close with, except this last year sucked really bad. (laughs) Um, Yes. You know, and it is fortunate that, you know, we do have video games and that that was a way to keep connected. That wasn't as much what I was using. I don't usually do multiplayer stuff, but I mean, I did a lot of like, you know, streaming to Discord to friends and just hanging out, that sort of thing. Uh, Especially when I couldn't like, you know, (laughs) get the energy to like live stream to an audience. Oh, I wish that 2020 didn't sap you of that energy, because watching
0: you play Vampire the Masquerade was so much fun. Yeah,
2: um, <laughs> yeah, it just was, it was just a perfect storm of,
1: of, of poo.
2: I don't really have much to add, but it has been fun to be able to, you know, keep recording the podcast with y'all Yeah, uh, during the garbage fire that is 2020. I think
1: we've all kept each other sane, so that's been definitely Absolutely. a blessing.
2: Yeah, I...
0: That's yeah. kind of the one closing thing. Like when we started this podcast in 2018, no, it was like mid 2019. We... I was
2: gonna say mid 2019. ish. Yeah. we talked about it in 18. Didn't get started until <laughs> 19.
0: Yeah. Well, when we started it, it was like a whole different uh, motivation behind it. But this really has been the the reason why I've been more open to gaming. And it's really opened a bunch of doors in terms of thinking of games from a different perspective. So, yeah, I I really think that going into 2021, it's going to be a bit different, but it's going to be good, at least for the podcast. So yeah, absolutely. stay with us.
1: Yeah. And we are, I think, I think, cause I've been listening to our own episodes as well. I, I think that we've been getting better as far as like, we're getting a rhythm down. And so I feel like 2021 is our year.
0: Yeah. I think that would be probably the best closing for this is for all those who have listened to us or caught up with everything what we've posted so far. Thank you for sticking with us and enjoying our podcast yeah, this has well. been the Adventure Mechanics <laughs> retrospective of our first season. I'm Chandler.
2: I'm Devin.
1: And I'm Tom. And 2020 is over.
2: Woo! Woohoo!
3: <laughs>
1: we'll talk to you later.
3: Bye.